Hi readers, I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine Season 2, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines of any genre. (laughs) Because that's what we do now. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. Dun, 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 pick of the week. That was a little re- Okay, that worked yeah. way better than I thought Holy that was. Holy shit, okay, we're Katie, good. well done. <laughs> I'm just going to end I, it right there. <laughs> we did it. I like it. Nice. Well, it's my pick of the week. You sound <laughs> uncertain, which I, makes me concerned. I, yes, I am here. <laughs> I can see that you're here, but are you really here? No, <laughs> not at all. My pick, though, is What the River Knows um, by Isabel Ibanez. I had to watch a video because I wanted to say <laughs> it right. But... Did you do that on the first go? <laughs> uh, I actually like wrote it out phonetically because when it is possible, I feel like we should probably say their last name right. But uh, at least this one had like a YouTube video. So I hope that's close. It's basically the mummy, but like a YA fantasy. I mean, tell me a romantic reader that doesn't like Brendan Fraser in the in the Mummy, like I, yeah, because the love interest is basically <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like English nobility version. Uh, Even better, I know. Oh <laughs> they like kind of coalesced a lot of good things into this uh, male romantic character. Anyways, this was really good. I it's probably in that like three point five four for me. Oh, so um, almost oh, stay up late. Yeah, we don't use numbers. Almost an all-nighter. I was cognizant of my other responsibilities, but I also stayed up way later than I should have to finish it because I was like, I just want to know what happens. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm out of breath. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> what, I, what happened to you? Katie? I don't know. There's no oxygen in my body. But I had a bunch of things I was going to talk about about this book, and I forgot all of them. Girl is from Argentina. <laughs> well, that's unusual. Uh Argentina, yes, Argentina, the one where uh, Anna Taylor Joy is from. (laughs) That's the only thing that stuck in my head the whole time. (laughs) Argentina, her parents have been living in Egypt like for six months of the year for the last like 17 years. And she kind of starts a book as like pissed off and bitter about it because she's like, my parents don't really love me and they keep like escaping away and they'll be happy for the first like week they're back. But then they're like, I want to go back to Egypt. And she's like, this is fine because they don't take her with her. I don't take that her with them. There we go. <laughs> what a terrible childhood. I Yeah, because I cannot imagine just like leaving my kid in Behind. a different country while I just like trapeze around Egypt. We eventually find out that it's like maybe for the best because there's like murder involved, but... <laughs> But still, but just yeah, don't go still. to Egypt. Stay, stay <laughs> yeah. in Argentina. Frankly, honestly. And so she eventually gets this letter. And this isn't like a spoiler because it happens in the first like 5% of the book. She gets a letter from her uncle who has been like in Egypt with them. They've been doing like excavations. And this is set in, oh girl, you're going to have to do a history uh, check for me. Early uh, 20th century? Late 19th century? Me, me. <laughs> 1890. Sounds right. There we go. It was recently occupied by the British. I think that's, yeah. Late 18... Late 1800s. <laughs> we'll just go Describe with that. Describe the dresses. Uh, a bustle? 
Okay. I think then you're in the right. Okay. <laughs> Generally. Because <laughs> it is, I think it's like historical fantasy mm-hmm. is the genre. Um, but anyways, uh, she gets a letter from her uncle. Her parents are dead. Uh, oh shit! I did not <laughs> expect that to happen. Yeah. Wow! And she kind of immediately is suspicious of the circumstances because he's like, "Oh yeah, they went out into the desert and they were ill prepared and they haven't come back and we're assuming they're dead." The parents who have gone to Egypt several times went unprepared into a desert. You're almost saying verbatim what the girl was thinking in her head. She's like, "This is a little bit sus." And so um, she's kind of like a well-to-do Argentinian, like young woman. Um, I'm thinking of the fancy word for like someone that's like out in society, but still not married. There's like a fancy word for it. <laughs> oh, a debutante. Yeah, she's a, a fancy debutante in Argentinian society. I don't know how I can read your brain patterns, but apparently yeah. hours of podcasting does that to you. You were like hooked into my <laughs> nice Wi-Fi connection. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so she decides that um, she is, you know, going to pretend to be a widow and take a uh, boat, large boat. That's interesting because it's usually I'm gonna pretend to be a man. I yeah works. Nope. She went. She's like I could not really pass as a man, so I'm gonna be a widower. Which honestly, like smart. That's way smarter than dressing up as a dude. Mm -hmm. Um, So she makes her way to Egypt, and then um, she kind of sent a letter, I think, to her uncle, like. Hey, surprise, I'm coming to visit. (laughs) Um, And then she gets off the dock. She has all of her bags and she's like, this is so fucking cool. I'm going to go hang out with my uncle. I'm going to figure out what happened to my parents. And we meet Wit. Um, He is an assistant for her uncle and he's like at the docks and he's like, nice, you're here. Um, Here's your ticket back to Argentina. Uh, Get back on the fucking boat. Bye. And then he leaves. And she's like, excuse me? And so she chases after him. And he's like, I think he's like hungover at this point too. He's like, I don't care about this like fucking, you know, spoiled young woman. My boss said that she needs to go back home because she can't be here. Like, I have other things that I need to do right now. And she's like, well... I don't agree with that. And she just runs off, leaves all of her bags with him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this poor man. I Yeah, honestly. And so she makes her way to Cairo um, from Alexandria. And she basically just shows up at the hotel where her parents have like an extended room. And she's like, I'm here. And then the next day, her uncle's like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> and we kind of get these immediately like suspicious vibes about the uncle. Like Ooh. he's like a shady character. And it's like, what did you do to my parents? And so um, she kind of like, she's very uh, feisty, but not in the annoying feisty. She's in the feisty as in like, I'm going to do what I want. Hold on to your britches. And she just like bamboozles everyone. So it's like. I feel like there's smart feisty and then there's dumb feisty. And a lot of our heroines tend to, yeah, <laughs> dumb feisty. <laughs> She's definitely in the smart feisty because there have been multiple times, like one of the immediate things that like comes to mind is Wit again is like, no, you're going to stay in your room. We got you another ticket for tomorrow. Like you are going home. And she's like, ah, fine. And so she stays in her room and even got her like a maid to like, you know, propriety's sake. Um, she immediately locks the maid in her room as soon as he walks away. And then she like whizzes past him out of the lobby and like goes and gets a carriage. And he like sees her out of the corner of his eye and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she just like walks out of the hotel like eight times by herself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know we technically have the mummy already, but I, I want this to be a movie already. I know. It would be a really cute like, you know, tween movie. 
But yeah, um, and so she basically kind of convinces her uncle that like she should help because there's this whole like magic aspect too. She like touched this ring and then she's been like, not like cursed, but she has like this connection with Cleopatra through this like ring that- That was fucking random. I, yeah, <laughs> that's like the underlining of all those things is they're trying to find Cleopatra's tomb for the first time. Um, and so she has this like magic ring that she got from her dad. And that's why she's like, this is all kind of weird. Cause like, why did he send me this ring? That's illegal. Um, she immediately loses the ring, but that's neither oh. here nor <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So she convinces him, like, I have magic connections to Cleopatra. You're trying to find Cleopatra. So it kind of seems like we should work together. And he's like, I don't love this, but okay. And so, um, they like, this is actually later, though, because, again, the whole, like, smart feisty, she dresses up as, like, a, a cook on his boat and just, like, hops on board as a stowaway. Wait, this is the hero? Uh, Yeah, the girl. Um, What is her name? Inez. Wait, so when did she meet the dude? Is that who you're talking about? The uncle or the- Oh, so we're still on the uncle. Hot boy. Hot boy. Uh, At the very beginning. And so he's been, like, tailing after her- because he was told by his boss that he needs to like get her back to Argentina, and she's like, <laughs> "No, wait, is the assistant the love interest?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he's immediately annoyed I love with her so much more now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole time he is like, "What the fuck is this girl doing? Like, please just not do any of this." And she's like, "I don't think I will." Okay, I'm a believer. I think I want to read this It's one. It's pretty cute. And so she, like, just continually is, like, bamboozling him. And so she, like, hops on a bo- the boat where they're going to go to the dig site, And even though her uncle is like, you literally cannot be with us. It's dangerous. You need to go back home. Like, you're not married. You can't just hang out wherever. And she's like, mm, I don't think so. And so she, like, stows away on the boat. And then she almost drowns. And that's how they, like, realize it's her. Because he, love interest, wit, he sees her fall overboard and he's like, God damn it, it's a fucking cook. And he's like, oh my God, it's Inez. <laughs> and so he jumps in and there's like a crocodile and Aww. it's pretty cute. And then everyone, she like flops back on the like boat and they're like, that's a woman. And it's like, surprise. <laughs> yeah. And so she kind of bamboozles her uncle into letting her help with the excavation. And then that's where all the like intrigue happens because things are not as they seem. Who married her or, or who not married, murdered her oh, parents. I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. when did the marriage enter the no, scene? No, yeah. <laughs> Who married her? Again, I'm just obsessed with marriage here. Someone murdered her parents. Who was it? Or are they murdered? Oh. Dun, dun, dun. It's, it's super cute. This is <laughs> unique. I can't think of any other books like it. No, because when I was trying to find books that were similar, I'm like, I don't have any. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, but it's similar in tone to um, Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. Okay. Like a similar kind of uh, relationship development. I feel like the love interest is pretty similar in both of those. I think in this one, he's a little bit more like suave and like, yeah, da da. But um, <laughs> let me translate for our readers who couldn't see the arm. It was a very like, uh, I don't know. I, I, no, translating's hard, I, huh? God damn it, Katie. <laughs> Never mind, continue. A little like laissez faire, maybe. Um, he was dishonorably discharged from the British military. So he has like a tragic backstory and he's like, I don't care at all about anything. Find me a hero who doesn't have a tragic backstory. <sighs> yeah. Except this one has like, he has actual responsibilities that he's avoiding. And he's like, that's going to come back to bite me. Huh. And it does. <laughs> 
So is this a standalone? Uh, no. So it's a oh, duology. God damn it, I know. I'm Katie. sorry. So it kind of like resolves somewhat okay-ish, but then they have this like crazy fucking turn at the end and you're like, God damn it, because I have to read the fucking second one. So the second one comes out in November of this year. Oh, I am not reading this one yet. That's fair. What's but the spiciness? Zero. They kiss. That's about as spicy as it gets. But it's, I like it though, because it's like a will they, won't they the whole time because um, a little bit of a spoiler. So if you don't want to be spoiled at all, like mute, um, he's engaged. Oh. He's betrothed. Oh no. Yeah. But he's like, I like you. <laughs> and so that's a whole under tinkling of their relationship. <sighs> I'm torn. This is it's everything so that good. I like in the book. <laughs> it's so good. Just read it. Oh, fine. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free right now. So I would like download that ish immediately. But yeah, it was super cute. And then the other one it's similar to is A River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross because that kind of has like the mystery, mm-hmm. like light magic where it's like there, but everybody's still kind of like, whoa, magic. Hmm. Um, and then the third one, this is kind of crazy, but The Emperor's Edge by Lindsay Berker. Really? Yeah, because it has that, like, you know, the nin nin <sighs> uh, It's like a mystery. There's, like, intrigue. Uh, people are betrayed by people closest to them. Um, you get really, really slow burn romance. Uh, not a lot of action, like, <laughs> action, action um, at all, really. It took me a second. And it's set in kind of like the... Emperor's Edge is more steampunk mm-hmm. and like more action focused, and this is more like fantasy historical, but it has similar like vibes. I don't know. So if you want something a little bit more like action packed, I would go Emperor's Edge. But if you're just looking for like the mummy in book form, yeah, <laughs> who isn't? Thank <laughs> <Fair>. you. <laughs> yeah. So it was cute. I was genuinely surprised because I read the sample and I was like, yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll read it. And then it went free and I was like, yeah, I'll read it. And then I was like, wow, this is. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. Is this her first book? I don't think so. So I think she has a couple of other ones, but none of them are rated as well as this one is. Mm-hmm. I might try to read her other ones because their like, style of writing is nice, like mm-hmm. readable. But we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Well. So uh, What the River Knows by Isabel Ibanez. I was so nervous walking <laughs> into that. <laughs> eyebrows shot way up (laughs) it's like a little stress (laughs) well from katie's shelf to yours we'll see you on the next page hi readers if you'd like to help us pick our next book send us a message on instagram or if you'd like to just listen we post new episodes every monday and wednesday on spotify apple and amazon thanks for listening (laughs) Bussin'. <laughs>